to the Chris and Sam podcast. Pull up a bar stool and join us for a random conversation, guaranteed to make you think or your money back. Hello and welcome to episode 375 of the Chris and Sam podcast. I'm Chris. And I'm Sam. Welcome along to your weekly fix of randomness, technology and life. And we had thousands of downloads since the last episode, Chris. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Thousands. Cool. Over uh, about 6,000 downloads. <laughs> I don't know what that means. I don't know what's happening. What's it's, happening? Uh, I don't know who's listening to us. But if you are new to this podcast, hello. I haven't seen us mentioned anywhere, but I think there is a gap in the market for 30-minute podcasts. We're filling that gap, Chris, with all the randoms, technology, and life we could find. Yes, and I've got plenty of random uh, this week. So how was your week anyway? It was good. I was at Hampton Downs last weekend. Yeah. Uh, brother-in-law came up because he helps out with a pit crew for a racing crew called uh, White, White Horse Racing, I think it's called. Yeah. And the finals of the New Zealand Enduro Series was on. And I don't know if they always do enduro in the south island or they've come up just to do this event uh, it's very i couldn't get my head around it so there's north island south island every year they switch uh, islands so yeah. they all came up and they race rx8s is what they normally have oh yeah uh they were doing the testing so the, the on whole race this whole race is rx8s no no just white horse was does rx8s yes right uh, yeah. i'll get into that in a sec but yeah you're right so we went up, he flew in Thursday and then we went up Friday or he was always, he already was up there. And then I went up later and they were doing all their testing. So the diff blew out on the back of the RX eight on test. So okay. they were like, uh, so they were pulling the car to bits when I turned up and then they're like, Oh, we've got a guy coming up from Christchurch th- tonight. He'll bring a new diff with him. Okay. Uh, so we'll probably we'll start working on this at nine o'clock at night and hopefully have it ready for race day tomorrow. I'm like, oh. Um, and then Carl, brother-in-law, he does um, uh, sign writing and graphics. So he yep. had to put all these new numbers and stuff on all these cars. And um, it's a one-hour race, a two-hour race, or a three-hour race. That's sort of the three different classes, I guess, almost. Yeah. Or length of the race. And uh, he goes, oh, we've got to go put some numbers on the Porsches. I'm like, okay. So we go over. And so you're, a, you're helping out. You're, you're hands I'm, on with all this. No, I'm just sort of lurking around. But I'm helping him put numbers, the, the, the lettering and stuff on. Yeah. Because uh, the South Island teams have like a sponsor and that has to go on all the cars. And then after this race is over, they rip it all off. And so he goes, oh, we've got to go see Wolfbrook Mo- Motors. I'm like, okay, Wolfbrook Motors. Cool. So this Wolfbrook Motors, this guy, <laughs> yeah, um, about a year and a half ago, he goes to a Porsche Open Day where you get to race a normal Porsche around a racetrack. And this guy goes, oh, I really like doing this. Oh, I'll buy two 911 Porsches and a huge transport truck to carry everything and all the gear. I'm now a race car driver. And um, yeah, that was his backstory. And so you had, <laughs> uh, yeah. Has he won anything? Uh, he's really good. Like they said, he's really good. But what happens is when they get to the two-hour and three-hour enduro, they have multiple drivers. Yeah, and, yeah. He's got, and he's got two 911s. So they're both racing, I think. I don't know if one was a backup. I just thought, I don't know. Uh, but they had um, like they had old school like V8s racing in the same race with the Porsches. And then the main guy, he's in uh, McLaren. 
and um, they said to him, oh, you know, how, how do you think it's going to go? And he goes, oh, they told me that uh, they've made it go faster. I don't know what they've done. I'm just a pilot. Uh, but his, <laughs> co- his co-driver cracked his ribs, so couldn't um, go in the three-hour race with him. So this guy won the one-hour race. Uh, lots of money. Uh, heaps of uh, not many people. It was real weird because I was like, I went on the Saturday when they were racing as well because one of the people gave me like a free ticket, and I was like, oh, this is like fifty-two bucks to go to normally, but I got the uh, impression that almost every single person that was there watching, maybe a hundred people, if that, were all friends or family or somehow had something to do with the sponsorship of a car. Yeah, 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 yeah. and. With like you know, well you know this because you were with me. But when we went to the V8s at Pukekohe, the same at Hampton Downs, one of their big selling points is you can just wander around to the pits and just randomly yak to people. Oh and yeah, there's yeah. so much gear and equipment and so much fancy stuff around. I'm just like, this can't be good. And health and safety, like <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. So that was my weekend. So it, was a, it was a fun weekend. Yeah, it was all right. It was interesting to see. Uh, there's a lot of similarities between how these crews work and filmmaking. I could see, you know, yep. film crew. And it's like you're all working towards a common goal. Yep. Um, a little bit different because there's a ton of money tied up and things can go wrong straight away and they're trying to fix it like on a bigger scale. Whereas the filming's got more planning. I don't know. But it was interesting because you could see how they're I'm not I'm not a car guy, so I'm not into it as much as they all were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're not into filmmaking where I'm more into that. So yeah, yeah. it was interesting. No, no, I get it. I get it. No, it sounds cool. Sound, yeah, it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun to get into. Um, the old owner of um, um, Gilmore's, the previous owner, yeah, Rick, yeah. Rick was into uh, cars, and he had a couple of race cars. Um, oh. And he was up to Hamptons down. So, so Ryan, uh, you know, the guy I used to work with that helped out Pumpkin Carnival. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. His son has just gotten there, – there must be a – I don't know how new it is. I'm sure Jamie Oxley's into this as well. He can let us know if he is or not. There's a class of go-kart. I think it's called yeah. Brig- Briggs class. So they just have little tiny like lawnmower engines. But Ryan was had his son in the whatever the more professional classes. And he was like, oh, we, we're in these other ones. He goes, I can buy two go-karts for the price of the engine of the other one. And they last for so many hours, like 100 hours or something, which is longer before they have to get serviced, but it's real easy to work on. So anyway, they're blading around in go-karts. Apparently, it's quite fun. Yeah, I, I mean, that's that's the uh, ascension ladder, the ramp. Yeah, on yeah, ramp entry, entry level, yeah, yeah, yeah. Level. They go all, because all those guys that, that are doing the Indy 500, they all, all talk about, you know, they were on the go-karts and all that shit. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So anyway, that's that cool. was, yeah. That's cool. Uh, I'll, I'll just say quickly, I went to the dentist today. Oh, um, that's good. Because I, I think I shared my oral hygiene plan in a previous podcast, did I? Did you? No. Oh, I don't know. Last time I went, um, she scared the hell out of me and said, you need to do this, 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 and this. So I started a 90-day plan. And, 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 oh, you know, okay. So I did all this thing. So it's been – I got a gold star is what I'm saying. I oh, got nice. a gold star from the dentist because she goes, yes, you've made a huge difference. Now you just have to do this forever. I do, but um, I spend about five minutes morning and night um, with a very specific tooth routine. 
oral hygiene routine. But anyway, it's, it's nothing <laughs> weird. It's nothing weird, is it? It's just normal. No, I got three three brushes though. I got an incidental uh, uh, a TAF or a TP or something like that, and the electric. And I've got to use oh, yeah. all three. So yeah, that's all good. Very good. Um, uh, so, hey. Oh, yeah. oh, I was, I was going to say, there's a bunch of people that have been getting caught out on cryptocurrency scams. Oh, yeah? These people are apparently, the two stories, they're pretty much similar. They are, um, and, and the, the thing to, remi- uh, to remember here is you, you can't shame these people because anybody can get scammed at any point. Yep, yep, yep. I still think they're a bit dumb, uh, <laughs> but they, they, they're very aware of scams. They are... Um, very mindful of it and all this stuff. This is what these articles say. So this guy is the electronics teacher at a Tauranga high school. And these people contact them through WhatsApp and go, Hey, how's it going? Uh, we've got a red flag. Number one. Yep. Carry on. You would think so. Yes. <laughs> I thank mean, you very much. <laughs> that is number one red flag. Anyway, uh, he did some research into this investment. Um, this woman was very friendly, spoke to him a while and, um, yeah, uh, he lost $5,000. And then they um, said, oh, you, you could get a 25% return. And then later on, they said, hey, we signed you up to a plan. You have to invest $1,000 every week. That's the point when he realized it's probably a scam. The, the, some of the kids, the, some of his students, so for some reason, he told all his students, uh, <laughs> and maybe he was crying in the corner, they, they tried to track down the company but there is no physical address or contact details. Uh, so I think they seem to know more. He's proud of the students, though. They tried to help him out. I'm just like, what is going on? Anyway, they just want to raise awareness. Um, yeah. If you get a weird message from somebody. Uh, on WhatsApp, just, just on assume it's a scam. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, if you, haven't, if you get no. a message on any platform from someone you don't know, assume it's a scam unless you're on LinkedIn and then just assume they want to sell you something, which is almost a scam. <laughs> yeah. But it's like Instagram. You get all these messages going, Hey, you've won a new iPhone. That was the thing going around. And the, dumb, right. th- and the dumb thing is these people that create these accounts can't make a normal name. So it's like when your iPhone 27, two, one, four, one underscore 56, seven, it's like, bro, just put a person's name. And I'm like, you know, 80% more likely to believe your scam. Yeah. What gets me with the email scams I get is they make names. The the names they're using, I'm like, hang on. He's the, um, uh, what do they call him? The uh, attorney general for the United States. I'm pretty sure he's not messaging me about this. Um, I've had the uh, head of the FBI messaging me, and I just happen to know their names. But, you know, it's like, where do they... Who, what, I don't know. Anyway. I, I wonder if you could start a course to teach the scammers on how, how to be just better. a little bit better at yeah. the scamming. Maybe I should. Um, I've got something. Uh, well, last week we had the, it was last week, hey, where we had the biggest heist. The yeah, airplanes. yeah, that yeah, was yeah, the yeah. airplane. So have you heard about the second biggest heist? Well, it's not the second biggest, but I thought it was pretty good. No. A 500-ton bridge was stolen in India. After a group of thieves posed as government officials, what? and so people had the crisis. It's it's a metal, it's a iron bridge, and people have been cutting little bits off it for scrap metal for a while. Oh, anyway, yes, these guys went in with heavy machinery and stuff, and um, they uh, 
over a period of three days, they dismantled the lot and trucked it all away. Some of the local villagers come over and said, um, you know, what's going on? And he goes, oh, we're we're, um, environment, Ministry of the Environment or something. We're just doing uh, some, some repairs and stuff. That's what I heard on the BBC. But I've got this other story linked here um, to News Hub. And the villagers go, oh, yeah, we, um," or is it this one? or One of the stories I read, they go, oh, yeah, no, we've asked for it to be removed for a while. We just thought it was the government removing it. Uh, And so maybe they should send them the bill for for removing it as well, you know. Uh, Maybe. I had to look at the picture to get my head around what what, what a bridge that's 500 tonne looks like. It's 60 feet long, and it's not very wide at all. No, no, it's like a footbridge, eh? Yeah, it looks like a footbridge. Anyway, good on them. Um, if you're if you're one of the new listeners, hello. <laughs> this is the sort of random part that we've got. I have got a whole lot of dumb America ones we can go through uh, under dumb America. But let's. Uh, I want to talk about this banger of potato. Have you heard about this? N- no, I'm normally all this over in, the. I'm this normally is in all New Zealand. Potatoes. This is a matter matter potato. Oh no! Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about now. Yep. Yeah, 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 that's pretty cool. Go. So it. Uh, the headline is grenade found among spuds on a chip factory conveyor belt. And I, so, yeah, I, I'm really, I think when I saw this, I was like, good on that guy for spotting it. Because I think. When you look at the photo of it, you can't tell. Yeah, but if you're staring at potatoes all day long, I, I mean, I know that's your job, but at some point you're going to zone out. Yeah, um, but I, on the other hand, if you're staring at potatoes all day long, you'll probably spot the grenade a lot quicker than I would if I saw it in a bunch of potatoes because I don't look at potatoes that much. Talk, Yeah, I I agree with you. So it was – I've got something – I'll loop back in a sec. But, yes, that was a dummy grenade. Yeah. Apparently we had heaps of them around. Yeah, I'll read it out. The old Mills bomb grenade, which has since been confirmed as being a training grenade, which did not contain explosives, is believed to have been dug up during harvesting on on a farm in Matamata. Mm. Um, so yeah, and and they basically found it in a um a conveyor belt at an Auckland potato factory earlier this week. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say? Oh, I was just you know how you were just saying if you're staring at potatoes the whole time, you'll probably just recognize it. I had the same thing. I was driving to Awamudi the other day, and the gardening center on your left as you go in had like six giant pumpkins outside. And I almost got whiplash because my neck spun to see them out the corner of my eye. <laughs> but when I was driving back, I was saying to my daughter, I was like, man, look at those pumpkins. She's like, yeah, cool. And I was like, yeah, I've got this thing where my brain can recognize them because I've been looking at them for so long, over so yeah. many years. My oh, yeah, brain yeah. registers before anybody else can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, these guys got the bomb squad out to check the grenade and all that, obviously. But yeah. Um, Apparently, there have been a, a number of army training camps around the Matamata area in World War II, so that's where it's from. Oh. Have you got the story about your buddy, John Oliver? No. Oh, okay. What uh, you're like, well, I thought you'd know all about it, so I was almost just going to ask you. So he's blackmailing Congress with their own digital data. Oh, what? Oh, no, this sounds great. He's paid shady brokers for lawmakers' digital histories, promising not to release the info so as long Congress passes legislation protecting all of consumers' data. Oh, yeah. So so he passes legislation to protect consumer data, or if you don't, 
then it's not protected, so I'm not breaking the law by sharing it with everyone. That's basically it. That sounds awesome. Yeah, so they paid for a data of a subset of individuals with traits that a a lot of the congressmen have and who were online within five miles of the Capitol building. Apparently, he's been real cagey about what they found, but they did indicate they were able to identify several specific people and their potentially problematic search histories. (laughs) Oh, some of those guys just don't care, though, surely. I mean, if they're in the Trump camp, they don't care because those guys are just doing everything dumb. Talking about, um, I'm only going to mention it, but did you see the thing about Mark Zuckerberg's um, nickname? Oh, um, I can't remember what it is. Go. Sauron. They were calling him Sauron. Oh, the eye, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. as in the uh, pit of evil no, but in, what? in Lord of the Rings. And he goes, but they, they, they mean it in a friendly way. They something. do not. They do <laughs> not. He's like, I know, I know. He goes, but they mean it in a sort of friendly way. Yeah, like, dude, dude, if you've got a nickname Sauron from your employees, hmm, you got to look in the mirror a little bit. So, so what do you reckon about the bill for his private jet travels in 21, 2021 and his security? $27 million. Holy Is that good or not? I'm not sure. Like, I, I, I have no idea. Uh, yeah. Um, it seems a bit pricey. I would like to split it out, actually. I'd be interested to see how much of that's jet. Because the jet, and it depends how often you fly. Oh, well, hang on. Yeah, yeah, I'll see if it tells me. It might do. Um, but he's also done a thing where he's talking about the metaverse. They've just released a demo, eh? So all the people are floating around. They've got no legs. You're just a floating yeah. body. Um, they want to take 48% of all creators' revenue, uh, which has upset a few people because it's a lot higher than, say, Apple Store or Twitch or any of those guys. What's Apple? Apple's 33 or something, isn't it? No, 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 no. Apple's um, maybe 30. Oh, okay, maybe 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I thought was a hell of a lot, to be honest. Oh, yeah, no, totally, totally. Yeah. But, I mean, they've got the platform. They've got people that will, you know, do the stuff. Um, uh, I want to go through a couple of things from Ukraine. So good. first okay. one is that I, this came up, <coughs> excuse me, this came up a while ago and I've been trying to, because it wasn't confirmed, so I was like, I'm not going to say anything about it because I want to wait for some confirmation, but it's come up again. So what it was, was when they were moving the big convoy in in the very, very beginning of this invasion. The Russians moving in. The the Russians moving in and invading. It was noted that they had mobile crematoriums with them. Oh, yeah. I vaguely remember hearing something about that. And I was like, really? And and so the speculation was that they didn't want people to know how many um, Russians were getting killed. That's right. That's what I heard. Yeah, and they're going to burn the Russian bodies so they're not shipping coffins back. Yeah, yeah. But now, of course, they're going, hang on, these atrocities, (laughs) because they've just, I think uh, Mariupol is just about to be surrendered. The mobile crematorium's going to be moved in. I I don't think you'll see bodies on the street somehow. And uh, the reason for that is mobile crematorium. What sort of army has a mobile crematorium? That's all I'm thinking. Is that just, just a, no? Is that just a part of modern warfare, or is it a repurposed, God knows what, something? 
Well, I, or what is it? Like, it's just going to be... It well, because have- the, the Army General from the US that I heard talk about this, I think it was yeah. an Army General. I, I, I might be wrong because I've seen a lot of stuff and can't remember exactly which one it was. They must but have some good ones. They, basically, they said um, that's, like, hideous because a, a big part of when you're running a professional army is you take your people home. Oh, right. Better yeah. alive, you know, like, you don't leave them behind. No. And you take them home and you return them to to um, to uh, the family, and that's that's like a huge part of the thing. And, and in fact, and the idea because uh, early on there were Russian bodies just being left, and people are running and leaving the bodies behind. And he goes, "Oh, that's just terrible." And then that's when they talked about this mobile crematorium, and he goes, "You can't have that," you know, like. America couldn't do it because people go absolutely nuts. So anyway, that was that. The other thing I wanted to have you heard about the uh, the uh, reward? I, I'm going to call it a bounty. I, they didn't call it a bounty, but that's what I think it is. A bounty for uh, machines being turned in. No. So if you, oh, I haven't got it on this particular news story, but if you hand in like a truck is ten thousand oh, dollars. If wow. you hand in a um, a one of those mobile rocket launcher type things. That's about 15. Um, A tank's uh, 50,000. If you get a helicopter, so basically what you're asking for is somebody who's flying a helicopter to go, hey, uh, we we surrender. (laughs) Half a million dollars. Yeah, half a million dollars. Um, and there's another thing that's happened. Oh, there's uh, uh, one of the minor warships. And if you bring a jet plane over, again, it's, um, what do you call it, defecting. If you defect with a jet, you get a million. Whoa, or, that'll go a long way. too. Or a war- warship. And they said. If bring you a def- warship. <laughs> yeah, a million dollars for a warship. If you defect with one of these items, we will relocate. We'll give you a new passport, new name, and we'll relocate what? you to a third country. You know, like a third yeah, yeah, country. Yeah. So you won't be in Ukraine. You won't have to go back to Russia. You can go to another country. We'll sort it out for you. I'm like, that's brilliant because I reckon there's a whole bunch of, um, you know, people in tanks in Russia going, you know what? Let's split four ways this tank, or I don't know yeah, how many yeah. people's in a tank, and fucking just hand it over and get a new life and get the hell out of the war. Like, because if I was conscripted in Russia, I'd be thinking that. God damn. So anyway. Anyway, I thought that was interesting. What do you think about lowering the voting age to 16 in New Zealand? No. A youth-led campaign to lower the voting age to 16 is taking it to the Supreme Court. In, um, in, in the US? No, no, New Zealand, here. They, here. I didn't even know we had a Supreme Court in New yeah, Zealand. Yeah, yeah, we've got a Supreme Court of New Zealand. Okay. Uh, they argue that the case is a human rights issue. Uh, the group is called Make It 16. And I think these people have got too much time on their hands, to be honest. I don't know. I was reading online. Some people are like, look, most 16-year-olds have no idea what's going on. They're going to be influenced by their parents and to what to vote on. They're going to and, be influenced by TikTok what to vote on. Not yeah, well, that's what, that's what they said. They said, look, these politicians are going to have to jump on these other platforms and make stupid videos to get their attention if that's what they want, if there's a big enough group to sway the, you know, whatever results. But a teenager I was reading on Reddit, they said, Hey, that's cool, but you want to give us some like lessons in political stuff, like political science? 
just yeah. so we have a rounded view that we can make our informed decision Absolutely. on. Absolutely. I, I totally agree. Um, I think it would be better to spend time and money on educating people and, and at that age is a good age to start educating them on, on politics. Yeah, yeah. But also um, getting 18-year-olds to vote. Like you'd be better off spending money getting 18-year-olds to vote rather oh, than lowering yeah, the age. Yeah, yeah. You know what so I mean? There's, there's no date set for them to formally go um, – in front of the courts, it's just sort of like a headline grabbing thing. I think that came out today. Hey, I tell you, what is a good reason for you not to have a a, a cycle loan, cycle lane put in Getting your run over? No, uh, they're going to put bollards so that cars can't park there, and and it's a cycle no. lane. Too. Where's so this? This is in uh, the UK, Middlesbrough. Um, so what do you think the, the shop owners of Middlesbrough is saying that there's the worst reason that they should absolutely not do the cycle lane? Uh, I don't know. Rubbish. Or it's, just a, it's just a getaway lane for shoplifters. That's all it is. They just run, stop what? parking their bike. They run in, they grab their stuff, and they cycle off. We can't catch them. The cops can't catch them. The bollards are in the way. It's It's just... It's just a recipe for disaster. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good. Uh, I've got to, we'll link that story in the show notes. I thought it was hilarious, but they're actually really, really wound up about it. All it right, seems like it. I've got a, I've got a, a quick round of um, Dumb America. Okay. What I might do is read out some headlines. You tell me which ones you want to go through. Um, uh Guy gets killed uh, wearing body armor, shooting each other. I'm looking at the URLs, not the headlines, so it's a bit hard to remember what oh. the headlines were. But two, two teenagers of- shooting each other with body armor, taking turns. Uh, one gets killed. Uh, he's 15 that gets killed. There's yeah. two others there, a 17-year-old that pulled the trigger and a 16-year-old that initially told the police he didn't know anything, didn't see anything, but he saw it happen. Um, yeah. And okay. uh, both of those are getting charged as adults. Um, oh, wow. One, one for manslaughter and one for um, uh, getting in the way of police or whatever you call it. Oh, yeah, obstruction of justice. Yeah, that sort of thing. All right. Um, there, <laughs> there was uh, these guys that did a, a shooting. Um, the cops came running over and these guys got away, but they, they go past this car wash and there's these guys um, vacuuming the shell casings out of the car. <laughs> oh, my God. That, which I thought was hilarious. What's this one here? Um, there's a the, – the, the TSA got this guy and they're like, you can't take that on the plane. He goes, why not? It's a cane. And he's <laughs> the TSA <laughs> and oh. it's a sword cane. He goes, yeah. I didn't know. I didn't know. I saw that and uh, I was, a lot of the comments were like, uh, someone brought like a ticky statue or something from somewhere and the same thing. They cracked it open and this giant blade came out of it and they're like, we didn't know. And there's yeah, all yeah. these stories. Somebody else of- had a hairbrush with a dagger in it. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> that's a good one. Always thinking about where to keep weapons for uh, zombie yeah. apocalypses. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so um, they, but the TSA just took the sword and they let them on the plane, which is sort of fair enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, oh, this, I, the headline of this got me. I, I, I thought it was funny. Woman plans to sue after construction company mistakenly, mistakenly demolishes house. And I'm like, hell That's yeah. 
Um, but as it turns out, it, it wasn't a house she lives in. It's a grandparents' house in a different city, a different state, actually. Oh, and okay. uh, she moved there. She was moved there when she was ten. Um, it's a grandparents' old home place, um, and it's been in the family ever since. But this um, contractor demolished the wrong house, and she found out like weeks or months later. Like, oh wow, yeah, before somebody got hold of her. Um, and she took it to the police and they said, well, there was no intent, so it's not criminal. So oh, she has okay. to take it to civil court, but she was gutted. But, yeah, how, how, how crap is that? And did you hear about this guy in Maryland died um, of sna- accidental snake envenomation? Apparently that's okay. the term oh, that they okay. use in autops- yeah. autopsy. He, he was bitten by a snake and yep. died from the thing. Yeah, he yeah. did happen to have 124 snakes in his house. Yeah, it seems like a good round number. Like, yeah. You yeah. might as well, like, I don't know, like, I don't know. It, it's hard to work out without knowing the guy's house. I'm assuming it was a little house and there's snakes everywhere. It in my doesn't, mind. It's not a big, big house. There's photos here. When Riston was discovered during a January 19th welfare check in Pomfret, so Obviously, he hadn't been around for a while, and they were wondering why, because he's dead. Uh, authorities downplayed the possibility he'd been killed by the one one of the 124 sta- snakes. What? Why would they downplay that? I don't know. Just, oh, Some no, of the no, snakes no. found in the meticulously kept cages throughout his home were exotic and illegal. Oh, no, that's... Nobody that's seemed to be aware of his harboring snakes inside the house. And, yeah, the house looks normal as... Um, yeah. Uh, so he's a hoarder of snakes. A snake hoarder. Um, but they got their own back on him. <laughs> it sounds a bit. It's, yeah, it seems like it. Um, and did you hear, like, this is just a weird as story. So I missed the, the first part of the story. The first part of the story is um, a couple of guys, would, gangbangers, were yeah. driving around LA looking for French bulldogs to steal. Okay. This is 24th February last year. They then spotted and tailed um, Ryan Fisher as he walked the dogs. He's walking dogs belonging to Lady Gaga. They don't oh, know wow. that. Okay, no. Um, so they hit him, choked him, yeah. and then shot him. Yeah. Oh, shot him. Uh, okay. All of which was caught on camera, on a doorbell camera of a nearby home. Right? Yeah, yeah. And the video recorded the dog walker screaming, oh, my God, I've been shot. Help me. I'm bleeding out of my chest. He survived. He oh. did lose a part of a lung. Like, Oh, Jesus. It's not a nice thing, right? No, no. So, actually, when they said shot and survived, I usually assume he's shot in the leg or something, but losing a lung that's or part of the lung, that's pretty, pretty rough. It is anyway, pretty rough. the reason this story has come back up is because they accidentally let this guy out, the shooter. How, how do you ex- – what? It was a clerical error. They've let him go. And they're like, oh, oh, oh we let the wrong guy go. No, you're, you're supposed to be coming back. No, please come back. We have to try you for murder. But he hasn't come back yet. Oh, I mean, yeah, I, mean, I don't blame him. I'm sure he'll be along any time now. Yeah, he just has to go sort out some banking or something. Oh, God. It's so, it's so dumb. So dumb, America. Uh, we can end on a, 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 a nice, good story. Yeah, go. Got a good good story. Okay. So this woman, this is going to oh, start playing a. Yeah, that's right. Shut that up. Le, oh, God. Liquidra? 
is her first name, Laquedra Edward, Edward okay. L-A-Q-U-E-D-R-A, Laquedra, um, was at Vons in Tarzana in November when she put 40 bucks into a California lottery scratchies vending machine. So it's just a vending machine with all these scratchies. Yeah. She put 40 bucks and she was just about to choose which one because you choose which one. And yeah. somebody bumped into it and oh, she no. hit a button and she didn't uh, want it because out came a $30 scratch ticket. And she's yeah. like, I don't want to spend 30 bucks on one ticket. I wanted to get a whole bunch of tickets for my 40 bucks. That's 75% of my money spent. And he just bumped into me, didn't say a thing, just walked out the door. Oh. And she was like, really off so she bought another ticket or whatever she got she scratches out of the car she won the top prize 10 million dollars with that one so she's not so upset about that guy bumping her now (laughs) anyway that's that's our good news story for the week awesome um yeah well i hope you have uh stuck with us till the end we appreciate you whoever you are i don't know yep yep um Um, yeah, it's a little bit random. Sometimes it's a little bit about us. Sometimes it's a little bit about what's going on. A lot of times it's about dumb Americans. Uh, and I don't mean to be saying it like that. <laughs> That's right. No, that was just this this uh, this lot of stuff I've been going through today. So uh, what's coming up? Uh, Easter weekend. Hope you're having a good weekend for Easter. Um, uh, start as school holidays too. They've just kicked off. Oh, yeah. So cool. there'll be children everywhere. All right. Well, I will avoid them. Good. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. Until next time, I'm Sam. I'm Chris. See ya. Bye. Hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to subscribe and catch you next week. Don't forget to tell your friend.